I have something cool. I want to complain about. Complain about. Tell me. And I know complain. it's I know it's small in the grand scheme of things, right? Like we're in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. You guys not visit your grandparents. Things are kind of shitty right now. Mm-hmm. But it's my world. It's my complaint. It's my issue that I'm having personally. It's a war that I'm I'm raging right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. So because I'm I'm just stuck here in this house all day trying to you know do my part. True. And stay apart. Right. I hate that that's the slogan. Me too. You like, can't. rhyming a word with the same word is really dumb and kind of lazy. Yeah. So. They should have contacted you. Probably. And been like, hey, you know, Bard, Bard Zoe, what yeah. should we have, what should we have done? Right. Because you're like a published author with your poetry. Yes. Right. Yes. That's in, true. In like sixth grade? Yeah. Sixth, sixth grade. <laughs> like, I was just going to leave it at that and be like, I'm so impressive. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a published no, author. I no, I needed no, to. No, definitely, to. definitely sixth grade poetry. <laughs> And it wasn't even that good. It was that like, oh, you did so great. But it wasn't that great, which is fine. It's okay. But but, you, but you could say that you're a published author. That's true. They, I don't, can. they don't need to know the six grade. Exactly. Part. Just just leave that part out. Just it's I'll great. do that next time. That's fine. I just I mean, it's fine. Here we are. So my issue, my problem. Yes, right? Tell me. So as you know, I wanted to redo my wardrobe. Yeah. So I was just trying to think of something to do because I suck. At fashion, absolutely hate it. I, mean, I think same. I think that t-shirt, blue jeans, and sneakers is mm-hmm. fashion, and that's it. Like same pair of blue jeans, same pair of sneakers, and just mm-hmm. change the shirt, right? Yeah. Like that's supposed to be fashion. That's not fashion. That's not twenty twenty fashion. So I've always wanted to update my wardrobe, be a part of society and the fashion culture, right? Ooh. I wanted to be do that, but you know. Yeah. Not having money is an issue. <laughs> yeah. Fashion's expensive. It can be, right? Yes. So that was always my issue in life is I didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. And then, God, I hate shopping. It's got pain all, in the ass. I, I hate I it. I get anxiety. I don't know why. Well, I mean, si- women's sizing is bullshit. That too. So. Mm. Yes. I just, yeah. please, why does the size six have to be different for every single pair of jeans that I Basically, try on? I awesome. can't stand it. So... I and of course uh changing rooms are closed mm. right now. Yes. So it's just even worse. Like I don't even want to go out and be around people because, you know, a virus that we can't stop. Right. And then buying clothing on top of that that I'm already anxious about, I can't. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, screw it. But however, I found a couple cool websites that are like, oh, buy second hand cheap clothing. I'm like, oh cheap. You oh, have me at cheap. Fall me. So so I bought some bought some shirts, right? Yeah. It's like some basic. I, I looked into the fashion. I was like, what can I do that's simple? Mm-hmm. And I decided on a capsule wardrobe because I consulted my my sister-in-law, Savannah. She's great. She's my future sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. They're engaged. But she's she's great with fashion. She's all about it. So I contacted her and I was like, please give me some ideas. Like, tell me what to do. And she also suggested the mm-hmm. capsule wardrobe where nice. you buy neutral colored plain tops and okay. then you buy a bunch of neutral colored plain blue jeans when i say neutral colored plain blue jeans your standard typical pant right. color like black white gray mm-hmm. blue jean color yeah or light and dark so you just get your your basics you start off with your basics right so i that also sense. bought some like basic shirts black white blue tan mm-hmm. gray just solid colors yeah just solid no prints just plain so bought a bunch of shirts and I tried on most of the t-shirts. Yeah. And here's my complaint. Here's my wine for the day. Okay. I'm going to get some cheese for my wine. The sleeves don't fit. <laughs> my arms. <laughs> on a lot of the shirts that I bought. <laughs> no, no. Okay. So y'all don't, y'all don't understand why I'm laughing. Uh, the, the reason that her arms don't fit is because she weightlifts. 
So six, five to six days a week. She got them muscle arms. Well, they're not that muscular, but it's they're obvious. They're, they yeah. have they have turned recently yes. in the past couple months. Yeah, weirdly enough, noticeably. Yeah, muscular. Yes, and I hate it. <laughs> hate it so much. Like I, I just wanted to have the benefits of weightlifting. Yeah. of just being able to lift heavy shit. Yeah. Not don't look at me. Don't look at my muscles. Don't right. don't pay attention to me. I don't like that. So <laughs> I put on the shirts. And they fit great. Yeah. Like, I'm a medium. I'm, yeah. I'm a, like, my whole life, even when I was mm-hmm. at my heaviest, I wore a medium. Even when I was at my lightest, I wore a medium. Just, I wear medium shirts for yeah. my five foot five build. Yeah. The sleeves don't fit. It's <laughs> so sad. And it's, it's funny because my gym partner, Anthony, mm-hmm. he had that issue. And for the longest <laughs> time, I made fun of him. Oh. Because I was like, why are you wearing shirts that are baggy as shit on you because you're jacked you're a, uh-huh. you're a beef boy like he can oh like he well he's yeah. a man and also like five foot ten so right he he, he lifts heavy big, and he's the one that i started partnering up to work out with even though i've been working out for six years i prefer working out by myself but he mm-hmm. was like come work out with me come work out with me and i'm yeah. glad i did yeah because then he introduced me to his trainer which mm-hmm. then i hired and he is 10 out of 10 love it Obviously, because results are showing up, and yeah. it's great. So, I gave him shit for the longest time, and I'm like, why are you wearing such baggy shirts? Like, yeah. they look like shit on you. Like, you should be wearing tighter shirts to show off your muscles. Like, your triceps are bigger than your biceps. Yeah. Show, sh- like, show it off. What are you doing? Wearing baggy shirts. And he's like, my arms don't fit. Yeah, he just can't, because <laughs> I assume can't. he doesn't know how to sew. No, God, no. So, <laughs> so he has to get... XL shirts sometimes mm-hmm. to XL, but he's he should he should be a large in yep. men's, but has to keep buying these baggy shirts that just drape off of him and look mm-hmm. like shit. And that is my fear now, that I'm just gonna have to buy drapey shirts mm-hmm. to fit my arms. No, because there is such a thing as tailoring, so you'll be okay. But I'm lazy. I don't wanna. <laughs> you lazy weightlifter. Bullshit. Oh, I see. Bullshit. <laughs> you say that though. You say that though, and you would be surprised the number of the number of people who don't clean up after themselves. Okay, yeah, fair. In the gym. Okay, fair. So see, that's gross. Well, even like just cleaning up the weights, like put your weights away, stack yeah. your weights appropriately. Like I like they're the pegs. are are labeled with what plate weight is supposed to go on there. Oh. Do not put the five pound weight on the forty five pound peg. Why? Why is reading words hard? I don't know. Oh god, it's just it kills me because every time I go in there, yeah, I want to clean. Like I always clean up after myself. Yeah. I'm so paranoid. Like I will when I'm moving from one machine to another. I will look and be like, oh god, did I get everything? Like yeah. did I get my stuff? Did I clean it all up? Because I see all these people come in. And they'll move, like, the boxes out, yeah. they get the mats out, they'll get their weights out. And then I'll see them, and they just don't... Don't put it away. Don't put it away. What lazy assholes. They, like, they'll 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 throw a 45 on the floor to do, like, whatever calf raise, or they want, like, the extended, like, mm-hmm. um, Romania deadlift, or the extended deadlift. And then they won't put that 45 away, they'll just leave it on the floor. Of course. So... Because that's what you do, right? Waz- lazy weightlifters. Well... Lazy weightlifters. Yes. Are real. Yes. That. <laughs> so that's my dilemma i mean that's a legitimate concern so so what i have to do now is for the ones that are tight and uh-huh. it doesn't you don't just get used to it like oh, right. just, it'll go like no <laughs> no it's just gonna get worse just, yeah also it's gonna get worse just because i'm still weightlifting right right so 
the feeling of that tightness doesn't mm-hmm. go away. And I feel like I woke up one day and it was just like that. Like yeah. it was not a gradual like, ooh, this is ooh, ooh, this is getting ooh, tighter. Why? It was just like, why? Because I have a shirt that is really nice on yeah. these, my uh, Predators, Nashville Predators t-shirt that I have. That Ooh, I hockey. Yeah. So it's really nice. It's it's nice and fitting towards my figure. But the sleeves are getting tight. That's so sad because that's a great shirt. Yes, I love that shirt. So it's tight on my arm. So I have to take the sleeves and I have to sit sit the the sleeve in between the, the tricep, bicep area here yeah. and then the shoulder muscle. Yeah. And it's still tight. Well, that's so sad. I know. But I mean, I mean so it's not sad. sad. I mean, like, it's great. It's great. But it's also a little sad because it's like, oh, shit, clothing. That's already expensive so. as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but oh, I, like, I mean, I'm mourning those those clothes that you already bought, and it's like, oh, damn. Some of them have, like, thicker sleeves on them, thank God. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's also a seam allowance in clothes, <gasps> so you should be able to let them out a little bit. True. Yeah. Well, that depends if it's, like, an actual mm-hmm. nice quality, because I do have that's some true. suits- Oh, my suits. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. My suits that I spent a lot of money on. Okay, so those could be let out. I know mm-hmm. that because I've actually yeah. ate, tailored my suits. Yeah, because those definitely always have a seam allowance. Like yeah. your your t-shirts and stuff, I'm not 100% sure on, but they should have at least a, a quarter inch of seam allowance. Most clothing do. Yeah, I'm going to have so. to maybe let out my jackets. Yeah. Well. Well, which is funny because I've already altered yeah. one of the sleeves. Yeah. And that was a fiasco on Reddit. <laughs> that was my favorite thing that's ever happened. I remember that the other night. And I was like, oh, God. So let me paint Let me paint the picture. <laughs> please. Please paint it for me. I'll probably start screen cackling. So I'm sorry, everyone. I'll, but I'll, here we are. I'll paint the picture for everybody. <laughs> I will, I'll let everybody in. So one of the – this this all ties in together because one, one of the side effects – one of the side effects? I wouldn't necessarily call it a side well, effect. I mean, it's one of the, like – Benefits? Things that happen? Oh, no. I don't know. Results. What are the results? What are the That's results the of weightlifting? That's the fucking word. Is your veins pop a little more? Yeah. Your veins yes. you get a little more veiny because obviously Ooh. you need more oxygen, you need more blood flow. Mm-hmm. So in the past six years that I have weightlift, the veins in my hands have gotten a little bit more predominant. That's true. And they just kind of like just sitting down talking right now. Not, not so much right now. They're not popping out, but like yeah. I'm moving around cooking something. Yeah. They will pop. Right. They it's pop true. very easily. Very true. So I was going to fly across the country and have an interview with a very nice tech company. Thanks, pandemic. I did not get that job. But I wanted to alter one of my suits mm-hmm. to fit me better and not look like a bum showing up to this interview. So yeah. the suit fit me great everywhere else except for the length of the sleeve. So right. I watched a YouTube video because I have a sewing machine and all that jazz. So I just watched a YouTube video on how to alter a suit jacket sleeve which mm-hmm. was it's so easy yes it's, it's, it just takes a minute but it's easy so i was like oh you know it'd be cool like taking pictures of this like yeah. it would be pretty neat to see the before and after blah blah blah. so i take a picture of the before and the sleeve came down to mid hand which obviously needs to be shorter than that but here we are so hence i cut off an inch of the sleeve so yeah. took a before picture Beautiful. did the altering it was really well done actually like Thank it looks really good it looked Thank great you. it actually like i don't mean to like pump my own horn but actually like i did it correctly and yes. it turned out nice yeah i was very very proud so before took three hours to alter the one yes. sleeve because i didn't know what i was doing and i wanted to do yeah. it right because it's my favorite suit jacket mm-hmm. and then i took an after picture yes and then i was like you know who would appreciate this you know who what demographic would appreciate one suits yes and then tailoring the lesbians perfect because like you know 
It's true. It's myself, a lesbian, yeah. appreciating this, who would also like the yeah. same demographic, right? 100%. So I hop on my um, lesbian subreddit. Yep. I'm like, you know what? These girls would appreciate it. So I'm like, yeah. so I'll just share, just whatever, just not even <laughs> thinking two or two equals four in this situation. Yeah. Oh, so God. I post the picture of the four and after together. I'm like, oh, my suit wearing lesbians. I know you appreciate this, blah, blah, blah. The post. <laughs> Like zero to a fucking thousand it went, degrees. It went, <laughs> I, I got eleven hundred upvotes, <laughs> which is kind of a lot. Oh, I lost my mind. Oh, and all of the and I didn't understand why until I started reading the comments, and all the comments were talking about the veins in my hands. Those veiny hands. Those veiny hands. And I'm like. <laughs> what i don't understand and so i went back and looked in the picture and i was like oh fuck they are popping they are popping in my hand i didn't take it down i just left it up i was like oh whatever just i just anybody who was like yeah but those veins though and that's that's all all it was that's all i was like there was a couple comments that were like wow that suit looks really nice you did a really good job and like the next 14 were like those hands though (laughs) it was so good That was my favorite thing that has happened in a yes, very long all, time. All, I told all my friends about it because I was like, I've got to just sink my own ship right now. So I told everyone about it and everyone made fun of me for... Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Made fun of me for months. It was great. So. It was a lot of fun. I can't believe that that, that, that happened. <laughs> that that was a thing. So we'll never again do that. We're not going to We're not gonna post um, veins. Veiny, Va- veiny veiny hand hands, pictures. Pictures on... Lesbian subreddits, because yep. now we know better Yep, to do that. We've all learned a valuable lesson here. Yep. Good times. <sighs> well. Here we are. Here we are. So, But you want to know what is also a valuable lesson? I do. But you already know? No, I, I said I do want to know. Oh, you do want to know? Yes, I do oh, want to oh, know. Okay, all right. Tell me. Brain. Um, this podcast. That's true. It's is, full of valuable lessons. It's going to be fire today. That's the That's, valuable oh, God, lesson yes. that we need to know today. I'm going to see if I can make you cry. That's my plan. I already cried my research. Perfect. So I'm probably going to cry again telling you mine, Get my ready topic. ready to cry twice. And then you're going to tell me about yours and it's going to be awful. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Unless there's more scratching. I don't want it if there's scratching. Is there scratching? No, there's no scratching. It's, it's worse. Oh, fuck. I don't know if I well, want I don't this. know what you consider worse. I don't than, know. We'll find out. Than the scratching. We'll, we'll see. But we'll find out. So let's let's yeah. flip the coin. Flip this bitch. All right. What do you want? Uh, Give me heads again. You want heads? Yeah. Give me. Do the flippy flip. Where are we at? Tails. I go first. Okay. Wah. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? I've been watching too many fucking TikToks, oh, bro. yeah. The WAP where they redid it as... Wah. Wah. <laughs> Waluigi. It's great. It's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited. So my topic yeah. that I picked, and yes. I feel I feel bad Oh, about not knowing this place. Okay. I just, I I was, I, I picked this topic, right? Yeah. Because we have a list. Yes. And I was like, a lighthouse? Are you, are you <laughs> fucking serious? Like a lighthouse? Those bitches are scary, dude. And then, yeah, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute, this, um... This particular area we're talking about is the longest lasting settlement area that has been continuously inhabited in the United States. Nice. So you know. Let's fucking go. You know 
the activity here is going to be on point. So yeah. I felt like kind of a noob not knowing that the St. Augustine Lighthouse in mm-hmm. Florida is yeah. fucking fire. Yeah. Is actually... <laughs> it's lit. Because it's, it's lit. a lighthouse. <laughs> Got him. Why? You're welcome. Why? So that is the topic. That's my topic for today is the St. Augustine Lighthouse. And... It, it is. It's okay. actually very popular. They yeah. have tours there. You can go there today and pay for oh, nice. a tour to go there. A lot of very popular shows have gone there. Mm-hmm. That makes a, sense. A lot of big head honcho ghost investigators have gone there because okay. of how active this place is. Which is reasonable because if it's big spooky, you want to get that stuff. Yes. So big spooks, like there's usually anybody who goes into the lighthouse you're you're going to experience something oh, wow. by the time you walk up to the top and come back out. Yeah, that's it's all right, all right. So that's why I'm saying I feel like a noob that I didn't know this okay. because of how how fire this place is. So now I know, I know a lot. Mm-hmm. I know more than I wanted to know when I started. Perfect. Because I almost threw up watching something on YouTube. Oh hell yeah! Can we watch it later? I'll show you later. Yes. And I'll tell okay. you when I get to the talking of the spooky parts. Perfect. But, uh. This is this is gonna be a rough ride. The history's not too bad. It's uh-huh. just the actual experiences. Yeah, because this is I know the last two episodes we just talked about, oh, people saw this mm-hmm. or people said they experienced this. Right. This place actually documents their Oh hell yeah, it does the people who go through the tours and what happens. Hell yeah. They didn't do all of them, but they got like some pretty good decent ones yeah. and wrote it in their website. So most of the stuff I did pull from the their the website, the St. Augustine Lighthouse, has their own website. Um, Dope. So there's that. So most of this I pulled from there and the experiences. So let's let's get into it. So the location of the lighthouse is on the Atlantic coast of Florida. If you don't mm-hmm. know where St. Augustine is, I didn't know. Me so I had, to, I had to look it up. So if you were looking at a map of Florida, mm-hmm. the Atlantic side, it is about 40 to 50 miles south of Jacksonville. Okay. And then it's kind of in the middle between Jacksonville and Daytona Beach. Okay, so cool. Kind of kind of a little bit there, a little bit more towards Jacksonville, but on that, it's right on the coast. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. a lighthouse. Right. It's on the coast. Yes. So it's a big, I wrote in my notes, it's a cute little black and white lighthouse, but that picture was, Aww. that picture was skewed. It's actually a very large lighthouse. Oh. It's 165 feet. Damn. Yes, it's a it's a huge That's a bit boy. It's a huge lighthouse. So it's black and white. It's 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 good looking. So the island that this lighthouse is on is called Anastasia Island. Mm-hmm. Specifically that island, but it's still in St. Augustine. As I said before, St. Augustine is the longest settlement in the US. It's now obviously a city. Yeah. It was a settlement. So the longest settlement in the US that has been continuously inhabited. Right. Yeah. So the Spaniards started inhabited that area first went out on an expedition, landed mm-hmm. in Florida, and then they took over that area. So mm-hmm. the reason why this area is hot, right? Yeah. So it's been around a long time, obviously. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of activity just because of the amount of people who that have Gone been through, around. through and around and the constant experiences that are happening in this place. But this lighthouse has a lot of history because it's in a lot of wars, Oh, of course. So the Anglo-Spanish War, the French-Indian War, the American Revolution, uh, the American War on the Native Americans in this area, and okay. even in the Civil War, even World War II. Damn. Yes. For some odd reason, this lighthouse had a lot of action. I'm not going to go too in-depth on it, because honestly, I really just want to get to the experiences, because yeah. oh, they're so yeah. great. But I will I'll still give like a Cliff Notes version of how this lighthouse came to be so whenever the spanish landed in the 1500s 
and they established and settled the area, mm-hmm. they had pirates come and invade from Britain. Okay. So they fought off the pirates and won that battle. And ever since that point, they erected a watchtower yeah. to see the pirates coming from the distance because they're a port. It's a port city. Yeah. So that makes total sense. They had this watchtower and it was constructed on the site. Land mm-hmm. of Florida kept getting transferred back and forth between the yeah. Spanish, the British, the Spanish, the Americans, the British. It yeah. got transferred. All around. All, yeah. Just kept getting thrown because it was a territory for a while. And then finally the U.S. took it. Yeah. We were actually given it in a treaty, I think. Yeah, we were something. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on, so I didn't I didn't even want to just delve into that. So after the British got a hold of the area, they turned that watchtower and they added 30 more feet on top of it. And then they made it a lighthouse. Dang. So instead of it being like a watch for war, it mm-hmm. slowly over the years started turning into obviously like an industrial tool for ships to come in and... Yeah. Avoid the rocks and stuff like that. So yes. even though that was there, ships kept sinking. Bad things kept happening. Like there's forts all around because obviously it's on a it's on a coastline. They need mm-hmm. to guard it. So still a lot of bad negative energy of these forts and then slaves and then enslaving the Native Americans mm-hmm. and using them for not good things as right. we all know. Not okay. The beacon mm-hmm. of the lighthouse was changed. Let's see, in the 1800s. So another 10 feet was added on. So we're probably up to like another 70 Damn. feet at this yeah. lighthouse. So it kept getting added on. Uh, a more fancier light was put at the top. And then at 1871, mm-hmm. after finally the U.S. owned Ford at, at this time, the lighthouse was sinking into the water. Oh. Yeah, because of erosion of the waves. And it was right on. Yeah. And it's been about 300 years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's been a hot it's minute. It's been a hot minute that, since that Watchtower Lighthouse has been there. So, yeah. after 300 years, the erosion of the land, finally, it, some some sources say that the lighthouse actually fell over. Some sources said that the lighthouse was about to, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like, or, like, not, not good, not, not in a good position for people to be going up into the lighthouse. Yeah. So, the U.S. Congress ordered a $100,000 reconstruction of the lighthouse, Nice. That is 165 feet tall. So the one that we see today is the mm-hmm. one that that one's built. Obviously, we couldn't... It was not rebuilt in the original position. It was yeah. built 500 yards southeast of the original position. Okay, so, so it was more up on land yeah, than more, it was. Yes, more out of the water, mm-hmm. pretty much, at this point. Because they showed a picture in something that I watched. They showed the picture of the original position of the lighthouse. And that's that's water now. 100% oh. water. So Yowzers. Yeah, they definitely needed to get that out of the water. It took three years to complete, mm-hmm. and that's okay. and that's what we see today. During World War II, just another just another fun fact, and then we get into the good stuff. Oh no, two more fun facts. So during World War II, Germans mm-hmm. in a submarine snuck onto the beach of a town close by. Damn. Okay. So not in Saint Augustine, but close by, and they planted TNT. Onto dicks. the beaches, right? Yeah, so they were being massive dicks. <laughs> Fucking Nazis and TNT, Jesus. So they were they were caught, busted, but for a while there were armed guards that were put mm-hmm. into that lighthouse. Reasonable. To watch the seas because obviously they snuck in with submarines and that's yeah. not a good idea. Sure. So even after that, in nineteen eighty, mm-hmm. so this is so this is the final history of the lighthouse up to present times. Okay. In 1980, the Keeper's house was set on fire. The Keeper's house is also what the heck? massive. I thought yeah. it would be like a one bedroom. No, it's like a no. It's like, a fancy keeper. Yes, house. actually, because it has Shit. two floors and a basement. So okay, made a brick 
It's actually super nice. Shit. Like I, I saw it in one of the videos. I was like, damn, that's a nice house. All right, cool. The house caught on fire from okay. the inside. Okay. So because it was brick, yeah. the brick outside stayed. Mm-hmm. But, but all the, the inured the burned. The first and the second floor was lost and the basement stayed. Okay. That's important. Yeah. The government was just going to count it as a loss yeah. and just say... Not worry about it. Fine. Bulldoze it down. No big deal. But a organization called the Service League, the Junior Service League, which is a group okay. of women who kind of pilot in uh, doing leadership roles yeah. and just doing community service and stuff like that. And they came in and they restored the whole house mm-hmm. and then some of the White House. Took several years to get that done. So in 1994, mm-hmm. the lighthouse was opened as a museum. Nice. And it's been that way ever since. Okay, cool. They started tours of haunting, haunting tours, right? Because of how active the place has been. And the tours actually got so crazy because they would only do a couple mm-hmm. in the summertime. Now they do tours all the time Hell because yeah. of how on point the hauntings are. And this is great. That's my favorite. So a couple stories, a couple people that need to be mentioned because they play into the hauntings because they are 100% people that haunt the place. It's great. Yeah. So this is a this is a tragic story. I hated reading this. This was so awful. Whenever the lighthouse in, mm-hmm. in 1871, yeah. when it started to fall over. And the government said, okay, rebuild it. They had to bring in people to live in the area to construct the construct the new yeah. White House because this isn't it wasn't 2020. It wasn't just bringing the cranes and have it up in a couple of months. Yeah. It was handmade 165 feet tall, right? Right. People were brought in to do the construction. One of the people that was brought in was Superintendent Lighthouse Construction. I'm gonna botch this name. That's, That's okay. Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. I think the last name is Pete. Okay. P-I-T-T-E-E. So he's in charge of constructions or is a supervisor, superintendent yeah. of overseeing okay. construction of lighthouses. Because it's uh, lighthouses are a big deal, actually. Yeah, I mean, more that, than you would think. Very specialty thing. Yes, because it stops from ships mm-hmm. from being, you know, crashing into rocks. So yes. it's actually super important. I keep forgetting lighthouses are a big, big deal in the U.S. Coast Guard. This, this fellow moved from Maine. And, of course, he was going to be there for three years, brought his family with him. So his wife and four children mm-hmm. came with him. And, of course, construction site with children is now playtime. Because yeah. they're oh, stuck yeah. there. They're going to start playing there. The way that they brought supplies to the new lighthouse that was being constructed yeah. is that they built a rail railway cart from the lighthouse to uh-huh. the docks. Okay. So it was a cart that ran along the tracks. They would go down to the docks to the whatever Polish stuff. Boat, yeah, would bring yeah. in the supplies and they put on the cart and ride it back up. Yeah, makes sense. So, of course, the children would ride no. this cart. Oh, God, I know where this is going. No, you actually don't know where I can just I imagine. Can probably ima- well, you can probably imagine. I can tragedy. The only thing that stopped the rail cart from going into the waters was a wooden board. Yeah, so like pretty a singular board. Yeah, probably. Because that's safe. Yeah, because that's, that's so safe. That makes sense. Well, I mean, the children running the... My mama would have whooped me so good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the children will ride it, and that wooden board was not there one day. Of course. When they wrote it down to the docks. So the sisters of the four children, the three sisters, the 15, 13, and 4 years old. Okay. Plus an unnamed African-American girl who was 10 years old. Uh-huh. All four of them were riding the cart. When they approached the end, that one board was not there, sending the cart into the ocean. Uh-huh. The cart tipped over these four girls and trapped them yep. underneath and sunk to the bottom. Yep. A nearby worker, a nearby African-American worker, oh, as mercy. it was noted, saw it 
jumped into the water oh. to save them. Only the four-year-old girl survived. The rest of them perished, which is awful, 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 awful. So the Pete family returned home to bury the two girls. It's what the it's not fuck? known. The, the website wanted to say it's not known where the African-American girl was buried. Right. And they're, they're still trying to find out where she is, what her name was, because yeah. she deserves recognition. Yeah, right? definitely. That was, that was the unfortunate tragedy that Jesus. happened there during the construction of the new... So those two little girls lost their lives. So another unfortunate tragedy that happened in the lighthouse is a lighthouse keeper, mm-hmm. Peter Rossuman. Ro- okay. Rossmussen? It's a it's a it's an interesting last name. Good so, effort. Thanks. I'm so <laughs> awful at this. So the first lighthouse keeper of the new lighthouse yeah. from nineteen oh one to nineteen twenty-four. He apparently hung himself in the basement. Damn it. Yeah. So, like in the, in the basement of the house? Of the keeper's house, yes. The one okay. I was talking about with the, the two floors in the basement. Is that before or after it burned down? Before? Before, I'm Before. Assuming? Okay. Before it okay. down. Yes, correct. Because it was okay. the late 90s that the house burnt down. Yeah. There's, I couldn't it, remember the time. The Yes, the history of this is so long. So it, he hung himself before the burning down. Okay. So, in the basement. Yes, because it was Oof. new and brand new at this point. Yeah. Hung himself. Apparently, he was not a nice man. He didn't oh. like the tourists who came to the lighthouse- Oh, okay. Even though... I like money. I don't care if I like the people. I would like to get paid. Right, so... I'm in customer service. Yeah, I don't know why. So, there's a man in a blue uniform that is Uh often seen in the basement as a spectral figure, ghosty, misty deal, and they speculate that it's Peter, the Mm -hmm. one who hung himself. So, that figure is always seen in the basement, walking around, and they think it's Peter who hung himself. So, another poor, poor soul who died at this lighthouse is William Hard. He was one of the first keepers of the lighthouse before mm-hmm. the new reconstruction. So more okay. Civil War era. He died in, while being a keeper and he lost his battle with malaria and tuberculosis. Yowzers. Yeah. Okay. He, he wasn't wasn't going to make it for sure. For sure was not going to make it. Sometimes in the parlor, uh-huh. there can be sounds of coughing Ooh. that is heard. And everyone thinks that it is this gentleman, William Hard. Yeah, with the tuberculosis. With, with the TB, with the cough, cough. So that's all. That's sometimes heard in that area. And then another another soul, Joseph. Another wacky last yeah, another, name. Another, it's a French last name. And, uh-huh. Andrew. Andrew. Let's go with that. He was a keeper, one of the original keepers of the original lighthouse. So we're okay. not, not, not built new yet. So in December of 1859, mm-hmm. he fell from the lighthouse. So it was 70 feet tall at that time. Like from the top? Yeah, from the top, top. He was at the top washing Jesus. the windows. So he was the keeper. So he had to keep the windows clean so the light could shine through at maximum potential. Bro, I could never be a fucking lighthouse keeper because I'm not going to clean windows at 150 feet or 70 feet or whatever the fuck. Well, no. apparently he was leaning up against the railing and it gave way. And That's he worse. fell. The obituary is <sighs> terrible. I giggled, but it's terrible. It... <sighs> It explained all the things that he hit on the way down. What? <laughs> Which was a lot. What? Uh, he hit like a roof, fell off the roof and hit a stone wall, and then he hit the pavement. Why, why would you include that in the obituary? <laughs> Apparently it's, it's crazy times in 1859. Well, I mean, so. to be fair, people would watch public hangings in the 1850s, Ooh. so. So, yeah. That makes hmm. sense. It was a pretty pretty awful. So poor fellow. There's a shadowy figure uh-huh. even at the new one. So this yes. was old. He fell off. So at the right. new one, there's a shadowy figure that is seen at the top uh-huh. of the lighthouse, and it is speculated that it is Joseph. Right now, after Joseph has died, uh-huh. his wife Maria, okay, 
took his place as the keeper of the lighthouse. Oh, wow. That's very progressive for the 1850s. Yeah, and she was Hispanic. Whoa. Yeah, so she was was the first woman to be in charge of a lighthouse, and it was super cool. So they like- go, Maria. That's a (laughs) thing. No, that's fucking cool, man. (laughs) Nothing bad happened to her. Hell yeah. She passed away. Um, but sometimes it's often seen she is at the top of the mm-hmm. White House with, in a white gown, mm-hmm. notably with her hair down. Right. So it is speculated she and Joseph are seen sometimes at the top of okay. the lighthouse. Or maybe they're like, their souls reunited and they're like happily together watching the lighthouse for all eternity. Like something like that could be cute. Oh, that's right? Me. Yeah, well, see, you put it like that. That's really sweet. Yeah. I can do that. Like, I'm down for I that. hope. Me too. I hope. I hope it's a good thing and not like a bad thing. Ah, <sighs> Okay. All right, so get more into the spooky stuff. Oh, God. The right. last keeper yes. of the new lighthouse in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. His name is James Pippin. I okay. can pronounce that last name. Yep. Mm, go me. So he heard footsteps okay. in the upstairs bedroom when he was on the first floor. So like the whole okay. second floor. I shouldn't yeah. say the upstairs bedroom. The whole second floor because it's a big, yeah. big building. Yeah. It freaked him out so bad yeah. that he refused to stay in that keeper's house any longer. Fair. He ended up moving out into like a smaller building just slightly farther down the way yeah. and just said, it's haunted. I'm not staying another night there. Okay. So he was the last keeper to stay there. After that, in the 1960s, the lamp was fully automated. So at that point, they yeah. did a whole like redoing of lighthouses so they didn't have to keep yeah, somebody on to, hand. have to have a keeper. Yeah. So like it ran electricity and mm-hmm. gears and automated turning on and off so Mm -hmm. they got rid of the keepers there so they rented out the keeper's house in the 1960s oh okay a local man proclaims Mm. as he was renting the place said that he was awoken in the middle of the night to a small girl standing by his bed he said when he blinked she disappeared i don't like that yeah i know i don't know so it's one of the rude pete girls well they are, they are seen so often around there it's insane well i mean i can imagine so because they died playing so, they're probably still doing that. <sighs> oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, uh, someone got to play with them as ghosts. Huh. And that's going up. So, Ooh. in the... So, that gentleman stayed in the keeper's house before it was burnt down. Yeah. So, even during the 70s and 80s reconstruction of the keeper's house, mm-hmm. the Junior Service League and the construction workers reported all kinds of oh god yeah things that imagine. they didn't understand Lord. so they didn't they, none of the incidents were explicitly said but mm. it was just a constant wtf what, what's going on so yeah. mainly in the basement well that was I mean, untouched by the fire yeah i was about to say that's like original which makes sense yes so the 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 basement is also definitely the basement and the actual lighthouse mm-hmm. itself are definitely two hot places going on more more present time mm-hmm. experiences that happen so a staff worker who was working, obviously, the lighthouse. Yeah. Was closing down the lighthouse after a tour, getting things shut down for the evening, and heard... He was at the bottom of the lighthouse and heard giggling from the top. Right. He goes to the top of the tower to investigate, and no one is up there. On yeah. his way back down, he hears giggling at the bottom. What? Rude bitches? Shit. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, I walked all the way up this damn lighthouse to check and see if some stupid kid was Got like left here. stuck at the top and their parents are dumb and didn't notice and nobody's there. And then they're suddenly down at the... No, thank you. Yeah, ma'am. so apparently the, the children like to play hide and seek and also like to screw with guests sometimes. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> I like, love how that's your first oh, thought of, I hate that, those rude, like, rude children. Rude. I, rude. I would just be 
in a corner crying. I mean, to be fair, I'd probably be that asshole if I was like dead and a ghost. I'd be like, <laughs> let's mess with him. <laughs> so to, to be fair, I can't really be that bad, but you would be that ghost. Shit. Don't die in my house. <laughs> if you okay. if you're like dying in my house, I'm gonna be like, no, no, you have to go outside. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't haunt me. <laughs> Not gonna happen. So another guest of a tour of the haunting tour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She went to go climb the tower. This one's unreal. She went to go cl- like start ascending up the staircase and yeah. her shoelace was tied to the first step. Who does that? Ghost children. What little That's assholes? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> they tie your shoelace to the stair? Yes, tied. Jesus Christ. T- I, well, my first thought was like, she could have tripped, bash her knee, bash so her head. Yeah, she could have bit her fucking tongue off. Ooh, when, yeah, but th- that's, okay. that's what I think of when I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to trip up the stairs. I might bite my tongue off because that was Why the thing. Why is your tongue hanging out your mouth? Because I talk a lot. I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah, it's like when, when you talk, it, it happens. Shit. Do you talk with your tongue out of your mouth? Sometimes. Certain words. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not Jesus. noticed this, so. Well, thank we you. I so, that. so her shoe laces Lord. were tied to the staircase. Little dick bags. So here's, here's where a guest got to play with the with the girls apparently this is a story like that was posted it. on okay. the website so when you go to go to the tour at this lighthouse yeah they will rent you electromagnetic field meters that's genius which is pretty freaking cool right that's so genius emf or electromagnetic field meters detectors will detect if if there is an electromagnetic field present right. so a lot of ghost experts, theorists, speculate that if there is a ghost, there has to be energy. And where mm-hmm. there is energy, there has to be an electromagnetic field. So right. 2 plus 2 equals 4. If there's an electromagnetic field present, that means there should be a ghost present. Right. It's not been proven. Right. But still, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good speculation. So this girl rents one. And she openly asks the girls, do you want to play hide and seek? And the EMF spikes. Well, yeah. So she walks throughout the basement. Trying to play hide and seek. And when she gets underneath the staircase, the meter spikes. She, like she found the girls, right? So she asks again, do you want to play hide and seek? To which the meter spikes again. Okay. So she starts walking around the basement again as if looking for the girls. Or yeah. like in this case, the, the, the EMF spike where there's supposed to be energy. Right. I.e. the girls. So she walks around until she ends up at the children's play table and the EMF spikes. Mm-hmm. She went to go play again. But when other guests entered the room, that activity stopped. Okay. Well, I mean, one person... When you're, like, a kid and, like, one person is like, hey, do you want to play? It's right. like, oh, okay, that's fine. But, like, 14 come in, you're like, nah, no, I'm good. we're done. I'm we're fine. Out, mm-hmm. So so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But... That's kind of cool. That's That was cool. And then oh, everything hereafter sucks. This is where I started to get really... Okay, well, when we go to a haunted place, we're going to play the flashlight game. What the... F- and I really want to play the flashlight I'm game. I'm sorry. So what gross. is the flashlight game? Bro, okay. Right, time, so, time out. What? Yes. Okay. So the flashlight game is you get like a big ass flashlight, like a mag light, right? Okay. And you unscrew it just enough to where the light flicks off, but the <gasps> lightest amount of pressure will turn it on, right? And then you sit it down and you're like, okay, let's play the flashlight game. And then like you tell the ghost, hey, so like if you touch that, it's going to light up. Can you light it up for me? And then ghost will like tap it and it'll fucking light up. That's my favorite. I fucking hate that. That shit is, I am down for that no, all day long. No. Because it's something physical that you can see. And I'm like, ooh, it's great. Nah. Yeah, we're going to play the flashlight game. No, we're not. Okay. It's going to happen. All right, we'll talk about it. So, coming back to St. Yes. Augustine Lighthouse. Ooh, you. A 
English major mm-hmm. at a local university who wrote about his experiences going through the lighthouse. Okay. Had a lot of stuff happen to him because he kept going on the tours over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. They get used to you. Hell, yeah. They're going to fuck with you. Yes. So... He proclaims that he saw a shadowy figure mm. in the tower, which is a common, 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 common thing to happen is a shadow figure in the lighthouse. Okay. Uh, this this gentleman from the uni said that he saw a hand coming through the tower door. Don't like that. Yep. Yeet the whole fucking tower into the ocean at that point. <laughs> Why did we even rebuild it? <laughs> Uh, then furniture was moving around. He no. claims that he saw furniture moving around. That takes a lot of energy. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Too mm. much. Too much energy. If I can't move furniture, a ghost definitely should not be able to do that. Yeah, no. Said when he was in the basement, had a few arm hairs plucked off of his arm. So that would be the girls in the basement. That's the most random thing. Yeah, he said like got like arm hairs plucked off, like ripped out. What the heck? Yeah. That's I would imagine rude. children would do that because I when I whenever I see a dude that's real hairy, I want to pull arm hair. <laughs> like, why do you have this? Okay, rip. And also, yeah. he was walking during a tour one time. Yeah, and had his ankle grabbed. Nope, and that he, one would send me into a panic. It didn't send him into a panic, but he said it was just funny because it looked like he tripped over air, but he was freaking out because something grabbed his ankle. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. So like that, the arm hair thing, I'd be like, good, that's mean. But somebody touches my ankle, nah, fam, we done. I mean, let's not forget about the shoelaces being tied. Yeah, see but. that? Like, anything with that impedes my ability to run the fuck away. <laughs> like, hmm, no. Ghost hunters went there. Of course they did. Taps, Tell me. the yeah. Atlantic Paranormal... Tran- Transatlantic Paranormal Society, I think? Yeah. I think so. Something like that. The Rauta Rooters during the day? I like those dudes. Yes. I like them. They went there. Yes. Those boys. They went there twice. Hell Yeah. This is the part that made me want to vomit. Okay. I love it. So tell I'll tell the first two, then the last one's like, Hleh. so they, and their first investigation mm-hmm. is that they set up these little motion sensors mm-hmm. that if you come anywhere near the antenna, it turns a light on yeah. and it makes a little buzz noise. Yeah. So since the tower is 165 feet tall, they divide it up into three portions, put a little sensor at the bottom, sensor mm-hmm. in the middle, sensor at the top. As as the giggling was, or, you know, at yeah. the top and the bottom, every time they would go up, the one below would go off. And then when they would go down, <gasps> the one so below, cool. one up top would go off. So, like, every time they moved around... Yeah, it was in a different spot. They were just going off. Hell yeah. The whole time they were there. Okay, that's cool. So, that was really cool. Nothing else really happened after that. Uh, some A different pair of ghost hunters mm-hmm. in the same group, but just another two people, mm-hmm. went to the top of the door upstairs, at the very top. Yeah. And when they were... Doing an investigation near the door because apparently mm-hmm. the door opens sometimes. And oh, there's a nice. padlock and a sensor on the door and the oh. sensor doesn't go off and the padlock is open and the door gets open. So they're doing a yeah, little, little like investigation that. near the door. Yeah. And a cabinet-ish looking piece of furniture mm-hmm. that is up near the top, the door got ripped open and slammed okay cool so when they're sitting there looking at the door there's this loud slamming noise and they turn around the cabinet door is open the manager person who's in charge of the place Mm -hmm. said that that door is super hard to open oh i hate it so the fact that it just opened sucked i hate that so the second time they came back Mm -hmm. one of the investigators i I think what I saw was what they actually caught on camera. Okay. I could not watch anymore because I was like, nope, I'm going to. He said he saw this and then they okay. showed a clip of it. Right. And it looked like something that they caught from their cameras. Yeah. It was a shadowy figure. Okay. That reaches out and no. you can see it. No. Gra- he's he's in the lighthouse. Okay. So uh-huh. let me paint scene. He's in the lighthouse standing at the very bottom looking up, uh-huh. up, up the rotundra 
building round yes. room. The staircase spirals around on the outside. So he's looking up through the center of the staircase. Yes. And a shadowy figure at the top reaches out, grabs the railing, and then leans out and looks down over back at him. Holy shit. And then disappears. Disappears. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, and no, I need to see that. That's it cool. on camera. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I want to see that. And I saw it. And it was in the intro of yeah. the of Hell the video yeah. clip, and I said no, and I turned <laughs> it off because I I got really sick, and then my eyes started to water, and yeah. my my hairs were standing up so bad. Oh, I so can imagine. So if you want to go see that, I all I did was I typed in St. Augustine Lighthouse on YouTube, uh-huh. and it's under A and E. A and E hosted that for a little bit. So A and E is the person is the name of the network. Network, yeah. On YouTube, and then you can look up Ooh, Gus Hunter's uh, gotcha. second time back. It's like a forty-six minute long video, so that, okay, nice. those are those are all published out there. So if you would like nice. to go back and see that, I do. I'll show you later. Yes, before listeners, oh, if you want to so go back excited. and see that, what I saw, it's this is gonna be fucking it's a great. Time so apparently that being captured mm-hmm. on camera is like a huge popular thing now with the yeah. lighthouses. Everyone refers back to that yeah issue, that instance, that. I'm going to call it an issue. That's a fucking issue. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Fact of that exists. So you, I think you introduced me to them. BuzzFeed Unsolved yes. with Shane and Ryan. I fucking love those dudes. They God, that's such a good there. show. Oh, hell yeah. Shane's a dick. I love Ghost, him. Ghost dude exists. So for those of you who don't <laughs> He's know, my favorite. Uh, BuzzFeed does a little video episode. Series Series, thing? series. Yeah. series. They do a series where they have two people, Shane and Ryan, where Shane is the non-believer and yeah. Ryan is the believer. Yeah. So it's basically like Ryan being like, it's a ghost. And then Shane's just like, that's the fucking wind. What are you talking yeah, about? Stop being a baby. It's not even scary. What's wrong with you? It's great. So they went there and okay. they did a mini investigation. Nice. So. I'm going to watch that too. Basically, Ryan caught a whistling sound in mm-hmm. the basement talking to Peter, trying to get it. Peter to do that. So that was a whistling sound. And of course, Shane was like, it's just the wind. Right. And then when they went to the parlor, where mm-hmm. Peter, no, William, mm-hmm. that guy, where he died from the tuberculosis and the yeah. coughing could be heard, they caught a what sounded like a cough. Nope. On the camera. See, that one, that one scares me a little more than the whistling for some reason, because I can't explain a cough in my brain like I can explain a whistle. Yeah. Like the wind blowing, but then the cough. <laughs> Shane tries and it's just yeah. like, yeah. Don't that's try so anything. hard. So then they did solo investigations okay. where Shane went in and he's like, this is stupid. Nothing right. happened. And then he left. And then when Ryan went in, he almost had a panic attack oh, because he has baby. a spirit, spirit box. Yeah. So he turned his on, and it was full on yeah. responding to him. Nope. Talking like to it. him. Those, his was interesting, though, because it only comes out as a male, deep male voice. Okay. So when he was like, who is here with us, it said Eliza. Oh. Which is one of the girls that was killed in the mine, the little Dang. supply car accident. So when it, he asked who's here and it said Eliza, he was like, I'm going to freak out. He's like, I'm going to have a panic attack. He's like, I can't do this. So we actually started engaging with him, and he was like, how did you die? And one of the responses was, I fell off a chimney. So chimney, lighthouse, that doesn't make sense. But no. it basically, like, one of the guys fell off. Yeah. Joseph fell off, so fell off a chimney. The guy hit the roof and then fell oh. off. Oh, so, he could have hit the chimney. Right, so they don't oh. know. It never said in the in the obituary whether he hit a chimney, it just said he hit a roof. So unless right. it was a chimney... On that roof, I don't know. I Which, I mean, imagine they would be because it's not like they had central heat and air at the time. So, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. So, 
And that was that. So he actually started to panic yeah. and like was running out. And as he was running down the staircase, it asked, why are you leaving? Because I'm a little bitch. And Ryan I mean, was like, to be fair. because you're freaking me out. Adios. And he just runs out of the lighthouse. Okay, fair. He had that experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, like, I talk a big game, but I guarantee if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, you know, I think I want to go home and lay down for a very long time. The, sh- the shadowy figure one yeah. really got me. Like, yeah. you see it, like, you see the motion of it. Like, it, you see something reach out and grab I hate that. the railing, and then it lo- like looks down like it's making eye contact. Hmm. I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes are watering. Like I, I hate like it that. so much. So... Now you know okay. of St. Augustine Lighthouse. Okay. We're not going there. I want to. No. Please. Maybe. We'll talk about it. Okay. I hate it. You say that every time you don't want to go somewhere with me. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> can, can you tell? Can you tell that's I don't want to go? Yeah. Yeah. I can tell pretty intensely you don't want to go. That I, one's I mean, fair. That one's rough. I mean, like the, the ghost looking at you or like the shadow figure. Like, yeah, that's... Mm, I don't know about it. And even with the shadow figure, they put... The, the lighthouse uh-huh. owners put, like, info information stuff on the wall. And okay. so they have a cutout of a man on the wall on, like, different parts of the lighthouse floor. That's weird. And it's stupid. And every time Ryan kept walking up, it, like, those, mm. like, silhouette cutouts on the wall kept scaring him. I mean, to be fair, they'd probably scare me, too, in pitch yeah. darkness. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. one leaning over the railing was moving. It was not stationary. It was. Don't like that either. Yeah, I'll show you that video. I'm excited to look at it, but also kind of scared. But you want to know what I'm excited about? Yeah. To hear about your topic. Yes. Okay. So, so, so. Tell me. Here we are. Tell me. My first, first episode was in California, right? Well, we are returning to California. So we went from California. California? I just like the really scary shit in California, dude. Why is there so much scary shit in California? I don't know. I have a theory that it could be tectonic plates and uh, ley lines, but here we are. Mm, So. I love them ley lines. (laughs) Get it. So this is the Whaley House in San Diego, California. Have you ever heard of the Whaley? Whaley. Whaley. W H A L E Y. Whaley. Is that somebody's last name? Yes. Okay, thank God it's not like like a ghost wailing. Like, there's there's <laughs> nope. so much wailing here. We're going to call it the little Whaley <laughs> it's house. It's called the Whaling house. Oh, Lord. All right, so this house is actually known as the most haunted house in the U.S. As such, it has, of course, been visited by almost every paranormal TV show on air. And I. So I don't feel like such a scrub because it's like, how do we not know about this? And we just love paranormal so much. It is what it is. It is what it is. But we're learning today. So exactly. Tell me me more. This is one of my favorite paranormal stories. Just I I really enjoy it. So I'm going to hate it. Probably. Yeah. So we're going to go through a very long line of history. So just bear with me. It's going to be a minute. Okay. So our story starts with a gentleman named Thomas Whaley. He was born in New York on October 5th, 1823. Why is he in New York? This is just where he was born. And then he ends up, why are all the people you're talking about in the freaking New England moving to California? Okay, go ahead. Because most people were born in New England, especially if they had money, so. That's fair. Yeah, so. Okay. He's born in New York and decided to move to San Diego uh, on the 1st of January, 1949, due to the California gold rush. Mm, so That gold rush. Right. So he moved there. He, of course, did not find any gold because he was kind of on the tail end of the gold rush mm, at that point. Yeah. So he was able to start several business ventures. Uh, so he was a pretty successful um, and was able to establish his own store on Montgomery Street in San Francisco. Ooh. So he Ooh. went from San Diego to San Francisco. I don't know what distance that is, but I don't know. Or like where. I didn't even honestly look into it, but he likes to bounce around between 
are the sands. So the sand, the sand. okay, okay. <laughs> so here we are in San Francisco. He built a two story home for himself. Okay. He then moved from there back to San Diego in May of 1851. He's a makeup bro. Mind. It's it's ridiculous. So. He moved there on the advice of a friend, Lewis Franklin, because his business and his home were burnt to the ground due to arson set fires. So uh, Lewis Franklin was like, getting set on fire. Okay. (laughs) So his buddy Lewis Franklin was like, come on, man, like, come down here, start a business with me. It'll be great. So they go into a business adventure, another business venture. This business number two. Yes. Okay. Then he starts business number three, four, and five. With uh, oh perspectively, okay. not not all of them were successful. Oh, okay, then never mind. So it was like some some were really good, and some were not. Perspectively, with uh, Ephraim Morris, Francis Hinton, and even his brother Henry Whaley. Soon enough, after all of those things, he was able to save up enough money to return to New York to marry his sweetheart. Holy shit, that sucks. Anna Eloise Delaney on it in uh may of 1853 so three years after he moved to san Fr- san diego back to he san diego back. yes he went to new york Damn. and then both of them moved to san diego what uh, a waste of money <laughs> well i mean she, she had to come back she she should have just he should have just sent like a postcard or some morse code bullshit <laughs> and been like yo bitch get out here it's nice. There's no gold, but come on. I got five businesses. One book to the ground's fine. Let me, let me, let me uh, mail order bride this bitch. Like, no, not okay. I want everyone to know, though, as I was saying with the same Morse code, I was doing the, the finger. You were. I saw I that. You okay. were doing like the tappy tap. The tappy tap. That's pretty good shit. So the couple moved back to San Diego and Thomas started another general store partnership on and off which they usually only lasted a year or so so people were only like business partners with him for like a year at a time really what is he doing i don't know i couldn't figure that out because i was really curious because it happens a lot like just over the course of the story so then in september of 1855 he purchases a property slightly outside of the san diego like city plaza Mm -hmm. and built a single story granary that would hold between three and four hundred thousand pounds of grain. Damn. At a time. Manufactured out of bricks from his brickyard. Mm-hmm. Then, next to that granary, he built, he and his wife and their family, a two-story Greek Revival-style brick home in 1857. It took him two years to build it. Oof. And it was the, quote, finest new brick block in Southern California by the San Diego Herald. Wow, mm-hmm. what a fancy man. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact, it was actually the first brick all brick structure in California. That's pretty cool. Ooh, ooh fancy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. yeah, and he bougied this house up. So it was full of mahogany and rosewood furniture, damask drapes, Brussels carpets, like real expensive shit, right? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Flashy. I mean, we're in California, so I better. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So then in August of 1857, soon after completion of the home, Thomas established his general store in the house and took cash customers only out of his living room. Because that makes sense. If it was late 1800s, what else was there past the cash? Like Credit. Credit was still a thing. Oh, okay. Credit was still a thing. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. Cash cash only in my living room. Because that makes sense. He realized 
pretty soon after that his house was a little too far away from the city center. So people would have to go fairly far to get to his home to make their purchases. And right. he's like, eh, this is not the best business idea. What What is this? What is this guy doing that? Does he just think like, oh, I'm going to have a business adventure and just does it and doesn't think about it? Because maybe that's why. I don't know. Because he... it does sound like he doesn't really think it through. It doesn't sound like he thinks things through. Yeah. I don't like him. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so, all right. I, I don't really like him either, but for reasons later to be revealed. Ooh. Ooh. It's a mystery. Mm, to you. <laughs> and the listeners. This is true. Okay. So, he, re- he relocated his general store business to the plaza uh, in the center of San Diego. But he's staying in the house. Correct. But just moved the general store out of his fucking living room. Correct. Okay. And just rented a property okay, um, okay. to do that. By 1858, a year later, Thomas and Anna had three children, Francis Hilton, which was named after a business partner. Not the Hiltons? Hinton, I apologize. Oh, okay. Thomas Hinton. I definitely said Hilton. I was like, that's not right. Okay. Thomas, who was their second child. So Thomas had a son named Thomas. Oh, okay, Um, okay. Unfortunately, he actually passed away 18 months after he was born in their home due to scarlet fever. Aww. Which loops back around to me telling you my mom had scarlet fever earlier. And she lives. How crazy is that? Yeah. Six months in the hospital. Woo. Woo. Diseases (laughs) are not fun. Don't catch them. Never, ever. Vaccinate your kids. And the third child was Anna Amelia. They had three kids. By 1858, Thomas's business in the plaza was destroyed by yet another arson set fire. Wow. <laughs> People just guy. lighting shit on fire there. This guy can't, can't catch a break. <laughs> no joke. Already distraught by the loss of their son earlier that year, the family decided to move to San Francisco. Told you, they just bounced back and forth. So once there, Thomas actually worked as a U.S. Army commissionary storekeeper. So he did the same thing that he was doing before, just for the Army. I don't like this guy. Why do we (laughs) not like him? This guy just sounds like he's all over the place. He is all over the place. Anxiety dictates that he is too inconsistent for me. Correct. That's why I don't like him. I think Anna would agree with you, his wife. They had three more children. George Hayes Riggold, named for another business partner, uh, Violet Eloise, and then Corinne Lillian, who I will from henceforth call just Lillian when I talk about her. Okay. So then in 1867, Thomas assisted in the American takeover of Alaska. So he went- Yeah, he moved up, established some general stores, helped set up a base, and then served as a councilman. Uh, While he was gone, Anne and the children remained in San Francisco- because, I mean, you can't take your wife and kids her, in the middle. Her five kids now? Yes. Okay. Five children. Okay. After a major earthquake, which California, uh, in 1868, the Whaley family, the parents and the five children, moved back to the home in San Diego, the two-story home. Oh, my God. It's back and forth, bro. So once they got there, Thomas reestablished his general store in the Whaley house in their family home. Okay. And the city was big enough now that people were like, oh, yeah, that's easy to get to. So, so they're in the Whaley house. Mm-hmm. The brick one mm-hmm. is the Whaley house. Correct. In, in San, Diego. San Diego. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. During the next few years. Did he come back from Alaska? Yes. Okay. Yeah. After the earthquake in 58. 68? 68. If I could read. A time. Yes. 68. Okay. After that, they <laughs> all moved back to, like, he moved home and then they all moved to San Diego. There were a lot of business ventures. More? Additionally, more run. Yes. Oh my god. And they would rent like th- like this was not a huge house, but it, I mean it was decently sized. It was just two stories, right? It was a decently sized home. Okay. They rented out so many rooms to so many different businesses and so many different things 
from October of 1868 to January of 69, there was Tanner Troop Theater operated in one of the upstairs bedrooms. It's a bedroom. Right. They had a theater production in a bedroom. So that's that's one thing. There, it was I want to see a oh, picture of this house later because oh, it's got to yeah. be it's got to be bigger than a house. Yeah, no, like the setup is so wild, and you haven't even heard the wildest part. So because they would run out to the troop, they would run out to like people, just random people that needed a place to stay. They would run out to it was one room was like a schoolhouse at one point. Like it's wild. I don't understand. There's six people, five, six, seven people living in the mm-hmm. house, and they still have room. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. It's it's a wild house. I really want to go so bad. You can go. Yes. I'll stay in the hotel. No, you don't come with me. No. Okay. Then from August uh, 1869 to March of 1871, the San Diego County Courthouse used the former granary for hearings and court and rented three upstairs bedrooms for record storage. What? So the county courthouse was run out of the Whaley House. Like court happened there. Sentencing. All that stuff. So then in 1871, all court documents were actually moved from there into downtown San Diego into uh, Horton's Hall, which is located on 6th and F. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense that so many people wanted to be there because it was the first brick building in mm-hmm. California. See, that's something I hadn't even thought about. That makes that just, sense. That too. just hit me. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. So after the court left in 1871... Uh, Thomas actually connected the granary, and which was the courtroom, mm-hmm. to the residence. So he added them together. Okay. Changed windows and doors, altered the, the front portico, like entrance dealio, the porch. Portico, um, entrance mm-hmm. dealio. Yeah. I caught that. Just yeah, so you know. you're welcome. Okay. Then Thomas actually returned to New York from 1874 to 1879 to settle his father's estate, which is what he claimed, although his father had died in 1832. And he left in 74. Oh, yeah. What? That's a that long time. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But then came back to California, couldn't find work in San Francisco, and then moved home to San Diego to be with his family again. During the time that he was away, Francis Whaley, the eldest son, actually was relied upon to financially support the family. Because... Damn, that sucks. Yes. Because, I mean, Thomas wasn't doing shit. Wait, but they're <clears throat> renting out all these rooms. Mm-hmm. And still had to... Yep. He still had to work and hustle and try and figure shit out. What the fuck? <clears throat> yeah. So, that's something. Okay. Uh, that's a great, great parent. I don't... I, yeah, I don't understand how you have all these side hustles going on, but it's like, you know what? You, you still need to work, because where's mm-hmm. that money going? Yeah, seriously. Like, what's happening? And there's no record. I don't... I have no idea. Okay. Then, on January 5th, 1882, two of the daughters, Violet and Anna Amelia, married their sweethearts... More than likely inside the home. Because <coughs> that's what you Because that's, you know, it's a nice brick house. So Anna actually married her first cousin, John Whateley. Because that's not weird. I hate it. Uh-huh. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Me too. And then Violet actually married a gentleman named, I call him a gentleman, George. Mm, this is a funky name and I'm going to screw it up. Do it. Welcome to the party. Uh, yes. Welcome uh, to my party. Bertoli? Bert- Bertokia? Eh, here we are. With a last name. Uh, he actually proved uh, to be a real jerk. Turns out he actually just married her under the assumption that she would have a large dowry since her dad was so well known in town what? and had the first brick building. What a penis. Right. He was so, so wrong. Correct. He was yes. so wrong. Very wrong. Unfortunately, he divorced her. Okay. A couple, like very soon after. All right. Bye. Um, bye, Felicia. 
unfortunately, divorced at that time period. She was she was 21. Ooh. She was 21 and divorced. Uh, so nobody would look at her. Nobody had time for her. Nobody cared about her. It was a huge source of pain and humiliation for her in 1884, followed by a very deep depression that was monitored by a local physician. Violet actually committed suicide in the home by shooting herself through the heart with her father's 32 caliber revolver Aww. on August 18th, 1885. She Aww. was only 22 years old. She left a note. What did it say? Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. Which is actually plagiarized from... Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, because that's a mad poetry. Uh-huh. That was like, even though it's a suicide note. Yeah, I mean, still, it, was, it was plagiarized from Edgar Allan Poe. From Edgar Allan Poe. Like, yeah. But I mean, I mean it, it was a suicide note. You're not going to like cite your source. It's not going to matter. No. But here we are. But... I figured with, like, your suicide note, it would be, like, all original, like... I mean, that's correct. Slam, bam, thank you, damn. Right. I'm out of here. say that, actually. Yeah. Just like that. I, I can't rhyme, so I'm not gonna spit something off off the top. That's okay. I appreciate your effort, okay. regardless. So, following the loss of that child, Thomas built a single-story home for the family in... Built another house? Yes. With what money? I don't know. With what money? Wherever he got the money. In San Diego, trying to capitalize on the boom in that area... Um, and had businesses in and out of that home with several other business partners, as normal. Uh, he actually retired from business as a whole in 1888 due to his health uh, failing him. Thank God. Not his health <laughs> failing him, but thank God he retired from businesses. <laughs> and he actually died in the new home on uh, December 14th, 1890. Okay. That is, count it, three Whaley's? Three, four? Yeah, yes. two, two children and yeah. the father. Mm-hmm. Anna Whaley, fourth child, died in... 1905 shortly after her father because that was just a few a few years 15 years i guess not shortly 15 years i don't know i wrote that Mm. and then francis actually like the house was the whaley house as we know it in san diego Mm -hmm. was abandoned during that time period so it kind of fell into disrepair okay so francis moved the remaining family members back into the original brick home in 1909 and started to restore it okay uh and started giving tours and showing off the uh historical property as it was because it was a historical courthouse it was uh historical you know, a theatrical lot of other stuff. everything right everything yeah so uh that's kind of how he helped make money for the family and take care of everybody okay Respect. and there were other members of the family that actually died in the home other than the three mentioned okay because there there was other family that would like stay with them so there were like aunts and uncles and cousins that would stay with them and then yeah be she cared ended for. up marrying one of her <clears throat> first cousins yes so. yeah so, so clearly her dad's brother's son <laughs> i'm a, i'm upset i hate that that's a thing oh me too that i don't happens. like it i don't like it at all but here we are his mother anna francis's mom passed away in the home in 1913 and then francis actually passed away in the home in 1914 his funeral was held in the home, like his wake and funeral in the whole nine yards. Was I hate actually that. Held there. I hate that even uh, more. <laughs> Lillian was, uh, she continued to live in the home until her death in uh, 1953. Oh, okay. She lived a while. Yes. So uh, that's the history of the Whaley house and the Whaley family. Yikes. Right. Doesn't end there. So what? now we have the history of the actual property that the Whaley house is built on. Okay. We're going to start off with a gentleman named uh, James Robinson. His alias was Yankee Jim. So <laughs> Yankee Jim Yankee would people. wander around, worse, would wander around mining camps looking for an opportunity to pounce on unsuspecting miners. 
And do, we're in out-of-the-way places. And do what? Murder and steal all their stuff. That's nice. Yes. Classic. Ton of percent. He would steal all their gold. 18. He would steal their stuff. What what time frame are we talking here? Uh, we're talking... 1850? 1820s? 40s. 40s. Okay. 30s, 40s. Something oh, like that. Okay. And he was a big dude. Like, he was notably very large. Like, he was 6'3". Uh, like, fucking giant that's not, for that time. That's not fair. Yeah. Of course he could just big murder boy. people. He's big. Yes. Okay. And he was real muscly and just, like, scary dude. So, he was actually eventually caught trying to steal a boat from some dudes. Okay. And he didn't kill the dudes. Oh, so, that's his first mistake. Uh, so <laughs> he was actually caught and convicted of grand larceny of the boat oh oh um, how big oh <laughs> okay i don't know how big the boat was but, but i read the have, article from the time period must have been a big boat it was if a it was big grand. Old boat okay he was sentenced to prison until the follow until the following saturday when he would be hung by the neck until dead yikes yes <laughs> yikes. So, yankee jim didn't actually believe that they would hang him he thought that you know ah, they're just gonna say it. it's not a big deal i'm not worried about it even though, like, the Catholic priests showed up and were, like, reading him his last rites and, like, praying for him and, like, the whole, like, going through the whole shebang. All of it. Yeah. He wasn't too, like, he thought that they were just going to sentence him to hard labor. Like, they would change their mind because he's a big beefy dude. It's not a big deal for him if he did that. Uh, he would make it through. It'd be fun. Following Saturday, they walked him out to the gallows that they'd built on a plot of land. Which is, like, it was the area that, you know, all public executions were on. Okay. As the noose was secured around his neck... He gave his little farewell speech, and he told the people gathered, because, of course, public hanging. Right. Everybody shows up. Everybody from town and the surrounding area. They're like, oh, show. Here's my popcorn. Good old get-together. Public hangings. It's great. It's great. So uh, he told all the people gathered that he was a good man. Uh, He'd given piles of gold to help poor men. And that was why he was such a good man. Um, And went through it um, after- He murdered people. Correct. Yes, he did. And he didn't give gold to nobody. He's not nice. He's a liar. Okay. So after patiently listening to his little speech, they finally were like, all right, do the thing. Pull the lever. The rope was too long to snap his neck. <laughs> so he hung there. It's not a, it's not an exact time, but somewhere between 15 and 45 minutes before he strangled to death. Oh, that's awful. Mm-hmm. A reporter at the scene stated, quote, he swung there like a pendulum until he finally died. Oh, that's awful. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the greatest thing. And then a year later... In 1855, the property was purchased and a home was built on the property by someone that attended Yankee Jim's execution. That man was none other than Thomas Whaley. It turns out watching someone strangling to death, that's fine. Makes you want to buy a property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fine. I'll buy the public execution land. Don't worry about it. There was um, a quote I came across that I, I wasn't able to get who said it, but it was in the 1800s. Someone said... That house is destined to be haunted. In the 1800s, someone said that about the Whaley house. This is, that's probably why that guy could never get a business venture to go right. Probably let's, not. Let's just be fucking real. stupid. All right. So now we're on to the ghosts. Tell me. There's so many. Tell me, tell me. Tell me uh, tell so me. the first known ghost is, of course, Yankee Jim himself. Oh. So almost immediately after building the house and moving in. Good man, Jim. Anna and Thomas would hear heavy male foot what they assumed would be like a freaking huge dude walking around stomping around upstairs there would be dragging sounds there would they would go into a room and see a window open the windows unlatched and open like stuff that they obviously did not do was done Mm -hmm. so they both were like oh oh it's yankee jim that's who's in our house that's who it is which is kind of crazy why would you marry a dude that's like hey let's build a house 
where someone died. That's fine. That's normal. Let's. I'm sure. Uh. The, I'm sure the land was cheap. Knowing. I mean, it would have to be. <laughs> oh, all right. So more recently, it was a deal. <laughs> it's the deed. It's a deal for the deed. Oh God. More recently, uh, people have reported the windows unlatching being opened still by themselves. Ha- still happening. Yes. Okay. The footsteps still happen. Sometimes people will see a really tall, hulking black shape. It's him. And that's it's, the assumption. It's, it's because he's boy. fucking six three. He's a big dude. Yes. So there's that. Another ghost is actually Thomas Whaley himself, even though he didn't die in the house. The former museum curator, uh, June Reading, she's actually passed away now. Mm-hmm. Um, she was quoted saying we had a little girl, perhaps five or six years old, who waved to a man that she said was standing in the parlor. We couldn't see him, but often children's Always sensitivity. fucking children. God. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that's why I hate him so much. <laughs> Get him. Because I can see ghosts. And, that's, that's, and you can't. How jealous you are. I'm not jealous. <laughs> not in the least bit. I'm good. Fair. Uh, so she said, uh, often children's sensitivity is greater than adults. So many adults have also seen him, however, um, always on the upper landing. One guest said that she saw him, quote, clad in a frock, quote, and pantaloons. The face turned away from her so that she couldn't make it out and it suddenly faded away. Mm-hmm. He loves to wave at children, usually causing the children to wave back. So they actually, um, like, workers will say there's kids that, like, like, the kids are just waving up the stairs, right? And... They'll look up and they're like, what the, what are what you the doing? What are you waving And they're at? like, oh, the man waved at me. And then they'll wave. All right. Time to go. Bye-bye. <laughs> <All right. bye. laughs> See you later. Get in the car. Um, God. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, another ghost is actually Violet Whaley, the woman who killed herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people enter her room, they'll be, just be overcome with the smell of copper. Of blood. Right. Oh. Sometimes, <clears throat> certain times of the day, you'll hear cries. Which sounds like a woman sobbing. That's so sad. And then there are sometimes, like, if you're standing outside of the house and you look up uh, to her window, you can actually see her full body standing in the window. Oh, no. That's one of the pictures I have that I have to show you. No, you don't have to. I do. No. You can tell who it is. Like, it, it legitimately looks like a woman standing in, like, a, a white lace petticoat. Like, just standing, like, looking outside is what it looks like. I hate when ghosts are so <clears throat> vivid. It's crazy because she's she's ever so slightly transparent, Mm-mm. but you can tell like Fuck she's off. she's wearing something from that time. Nah, period. I don't want it. It's, it's spooky. So the next ghost is Anna Whaley, the mom. Um, so she's been seen usually in the downstairs rooms or in the garden. 1864, she was actually seen by the television personality Regis Philippian, and he says, "All of a sudden, I noticed something on the wall." There was something filmy white. It looked like an apparition of some kind. I got so excited, I couldn't restrain myself. I flipped on the flashlight. You got excited? Uh Uh-huh. What a dick. Okay. I flipped on the flashlight, and there was nothing there but a portrait of Anna Whaley, the long-dead mistress of the house. And sometimes when you're walking through the home, you'll actually smell Anna's perfume. Like, very obviously a woman's perfume, and no one's wearing perfume. Right. Another ghost is, strangely enough, the family dog. What? So, <laughs> so the family's dog was named Dolly Verdon. She can be seen running around the grounds or up and down the hallways. Children will usually come up to the workers and be like, hey, where's that dog? I want to pet that dog. I want to like, pet that dog. Like, and they're like, excuse me? And the kids are like, the dog that just ran down the hallway, I want to pet the dog. And they're like, oh, honey, no. No. <laughs> that is not a real dog. Mm. <laughs> so... The last one that I have to report is a young girl. She's usually found in the dining room 
it's actually suspected that she is the ghost of one of the Whaley children's friends. Mm-hmm. Um, urban legend says that Anna Whaley, the mom, loved to bake for all of the neighborhood children, right? Because, I mean, she had so many fucking kids. She's like, oh, I'll just bake a bunch of stuff. It's fine. I'm sorry. When you said bake, like bake. get baked. No. Because it's California. Oh, my God. You fucking nerd. I'm sorry. That was pretty good. Okay. That was pretty good, actually. I just, I got so hung on that. (laughs) If I didn't get it out, I would never have paid attention to anything you said. I mean, that's fair. But okay, go ahead. You got to listen to this because it's really, it's rough. Huh? It's rough. So. Okay. She would bake cookies for everybody, right? And this little girl got so excited that she ran into the low hanging clothesline and crushed her trachea and died. What? Yeah. So that's that's the little girl's ghost that that's uh, haunts. Fucking terrible. Yes. So there's that. How thick was the clothesline that it crushed your trachea? I don't know, but she got so excited and was running so fast. I mean, I don't blame her, but damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that would be me if <sighs> I did, if I died from a clothesline. It would be because I was trying to get us some food. But um, yeah. So. There, uh. there is actually no historical proof that something like that happened. There is actually uh, on the on the website for the Whaley House, which mm-hmm. is where I got most of my information. They have her named, but she has like there's no historical record of any girl by that name dying nah. anywhere near there. Yeah, so it could I don't know could just be a rumor to make things spooky. It could just be a little demon. I don't know because demons no show demons. up as little girls. No so demons. No demons. But. That's that's the Whaley's house. Sage it out. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people get touched and hear voices and smell things, and it's a freaking show all that's the time. That's a lot of ghosts, especially like yes. the whole family's haunting the place. Yes. There's the Whaley house. That's the Whaley house. So there's no wailing. No. It's just... I mean, unless unless you hear Violet crying. That... Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It's really sad because Georgie, what's his face, only used her for money and found out she didn't have any money. And then dumped her like a dick. You know, he could have hustled. Oh, yeah, but no, he's too lazy. He could have done his own thing. Mm. What a wiener. Big wiener. Hate it. <sighs> uh, well. Okay. So another one in the books. Another one. Episode three in the books. Beautiful. Love it. This so, was actually a lot of fun. I got spooked. That, yes, this was definitely spook. I hated mine. I hated yours. <laughs> it was great. I had a good time. Don't like it. I had a really good time. Why did I sign up for this? I don't know, but I love it. So if our listeners love it so much, you can head over to our website at www.hauntherIBarelyKnowHer.com. If you want to support us, keep keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I like I like this. I do too. This is great. Even though I say I hate it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. It's okay. You can support us on Patreon mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash hauntherIBarelyKnowHer. Yep. And you can also follow us on Twitter. Yes. We have a Twitter established and going now. So yes. our handle is at... H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. Mm-hmm. So the acronym Haunt Her, I Barely Know Her podcast. podcast. So you can follow us there. We we always post if we got stuff going on. That's true. Wherever we're posting at, if we got new episodes coming up, if there's any updates, we're yes. definitely always going to be posting there. But that's it. That's yes. great. Love it. Beautiful. Stay tuned for well, our next episode. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Haunt Her. I Barely Know Her. Haunt Her.